Hey, before we start the show, let me remind you that I'm going to be down in sunny Florida on February 25th, 6th, and 27th at podfest.us. And if you use the coupon code GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, you can save when you sign up and come down and get tan with me in February. That's going to be cool. Now today, on episode number 496, it's a little different episode. In fact, my spider senses are tingling right now because both myself and the real Brian, you know the real Brian, right, from ProfitCastUniverse.com, we got together with three bullet points on some of the hurdles or the things that you need to do if you want to profit from your podcast. Now, if you're like, well, I'm not really interested in profit, you still might want to listen to this because we talk a little bit about the mindset of doing podcasting because it's not always easy. In fact, we actually talk about some things that eh, people may not want to hear. Yeah, so it's kind of scary as we put this out, but it's one of those times when Brian does the thing where you do a, a, a dual episode with the two of us and then we release the same episode on both shows. So with that, I say, hit it, Brian. It's ProfitCast episode 80. On this episode of ProfitCast, I'm doing another superhero, well, I guess podcast team up. And this one with the one and only, the Dave Jackson. We're going to be talking about some very important things that are a must to master if you want to profit with your podcast. So let's rock it. Where passion meets profit. This is ProfitCast. Okay, so does this music make you uh, kind of bounce around in your chair a little bit, Dave? It, it does. It makes me smile. I'm sitting here going, oh my gosh, it's ProfitCast. I'm on ProfitCast. It's so cool. Then you said, let's rock it. And I, I'm I'm not making this up. I think I wet my pants just a little bit. <laughs> <sighs> well, that's... Uh... Yeah. Maybe All right. A little there too much go. information. So, yeah. yeah. So... Um, let's rock it makes you wet your pants. It just... I was so giddy. I was giddy. That was the problem. I, my giddiness yeah. overflowed into my pants. Just a little. Just a little. Just a... <laughs> you know, I'm drinking a lot of tea right now. Water, that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, I, I get that. You know what the... Uh, well, hey, Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year to you. Thanks for joining me. 2016, man. The year of profit. That's what I'm calling it. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I Hopefully. Because you got to have that target to make it come true, and I'm all for profit. That's a good thing. Yeah. And... and uh, Profiting more than money, too, so, you know, whatever works. Absolutely. And uh, since we're doing the whole dual thing, mm-hmm. let me introduce you, because I know your audience knows you. But, yes. But for those of you that are listening from my side of the fence, this is the one, the only, not not the cheap imitation Brian. This is the real Brian, the man behind the audiobooks podcast, the man behind the Podcaster's Paradise podcast, and, uh, of course, pot, uh, ProfitCastUniverse.com is where you can find Brian. He is the real Brian. And um, short of John Lee Dumas, probably one of the most energetic dudes on the planet. Always makes me smile, man. I'm t- well, I told you the story before, the one day I was uh, putting together furniture, just deeply depressed, trying to find slot yeah. A. And, and you came on the, my phone, and I was, I was completely – it was like, Calgon, take me away. It was like, Profit Cast, take me away. <laughs> so I'm glad oh. to be here. This should be fun. Oh, it's it's going to be a blast. You know, it still goes back to that whole thing where, uh, you know, being able to listen to you, too, because it is a joy listening to you always. 
So thank you for that too. So let me introduce you too, because I think pretty much you, you are a man who needs no introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway, because you are the Dave Jackson. <laughs> now you told me a little story about the Dave Jackson. And, uh, uh, do you want to share that little tiny story about that, about how, uh, did you say it gives you chills or, or it kind of creeps you out or, or you feel like a Superman or what? I'm going to date myself, but back, back in the day of, of computers where you oh, type, yeah. where you typed in code, there's a thing called a syntax error, which didn't really let you know it was wrong. It just was like, it doesn't compute. And so when people go, oh man, you're the Dave Jackson, uh, that my brain goes, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Because I'm, I'm, gotcha. I'm just Dave Jackson, but I understand I am the Dave Jackson, and my brain just goes, does not compute. Don't don't know what you mean by that. But and See, if you just add the to your name, then you're all set, kind of like the real Brian. That's it. That, that, yeah, when or, I thought or, about that. Yeah, the shadow, the shadow. You know, if somebody calls me shadow, I'm like, excuse me? You will refer to me as the first. <laughs> <laughs> do, do your good friends call you the? Is that it? That's my first name. <laughs> it keeps it easier. You know, <laughs> real is my middle name and Brian is my last name. So, hey, everyone's like, what's your last name, Brian? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, you know, I got to have some fun. So, well, school of podcasting, school of podcasting.com. And, and I, like I said, I'm pretty sure just about everybody knows who you are. But if you don't know who Dave Jackson is, there you go. School of podcasting.com. Check it out because we're doing that team up superhero team up podcast team up you know the the epic crossover event kind of thing again where uh, this episode is going to be on your show and my show and all kinds of i don't even know uh, uh realities converge on one another that's right we're going to blanket the universe that's right rip, rip in the space-time continuum so whatever we can do to create disruption oh there we go disruption isn't that the the hot word right now i think so all right. So uh, today, this is uh, this is exciting. Today, we get a chance to talk about three things here that uh, now this is funny. So if you listen to ProfitCast last week, you you heard this this kind of massive failure where, uh, you know, some episodes just aren't worth putting out. And I was trying to talk about these three things and I recorded the episode twice, which that's probably the first time ever that I've recorded a podcast episode twice and still failed at it. Because I couldn't get it out in a way that I thought would be respectful or, I don't know, encouraging. Because, you know, that's my thing. Try to encourage people. And so I, I just said, forget it. And I deleted the whole thing and just did a little five-minute Happy New Year. I'll come back next week. And so today, at least, you know, you get to help me. This could be an awkward conversation. Uh, well, not necessarily. I, I think it's more of that uh, you get to, oh, you know, easy turbo kind of thing once in a while. <laughs> Okay. Because uh, I'm passionate about these things, right. but I want to do it in a way that encourages people because, you know, that's that's the goal here. Okay, so let's say this. There's there's three things here we want to touch on that I think are, I think we both think are essential to master if you want to profit with your podcast. Because, and, and a lot of it is mindset. It really is. But at the same time, it leads to very tangible results. And without understanding and mastering this, I don't think you're going to succeed. Do you agree with me on this one? Oh, absolutely. Everything is, anything you do is mindset. If you think about oh, it, it yeah. starts with your brain, your, your, your body follows your brain. And, and there's the old Henry Ford, you know, if you think you can, you think you can't, you're, you're right kind yeah. of thing. And the reason yeah. people still quote that is because, uh, it's true. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. If, uh, if you can't get your brain around it, you're kind of already sunk. Yeah. So these three things are number one is the abundant versus poverty mindset. Number two is what type of a client or avatar, let's call it that even too, but you know, most of us are eventually going to work with some kind of a client somehow. Even a listener in some ways is a 
is a consumer, right? And so however you want to look at that, but what type of a client are you primarily wanting to go after? High-end, mid-end, low-end, uh, which also goes into what kind of a client are you? Because both go hand in hand. Uh, and then the third one is investment in yourself and your podcast and making sure that you're valuing yourself correctly. And this is something I wanted to talk about for 2016 because I think if we're going to be in the year of profit, we got to master these three things. And this is a great way to start. But um, I, I know, I know I'm going to hear this. And you might too, Dave. This whole thing about, well, but God, this is fluff. This isn't real. Come on, I want, I want step-by-step stuff. This isn't, Right. Well, everybody is. Everybody wants the ten thousand dollars switch. Yeah, that you the just, magic pill. The magic pill. You just drink this, and money falls from the heavens. Well, it happened to me. <laughs> oh wait, no, that sorry, that was in a dream. <laughs> it wasn't real. Dang it! I, I took the 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 red pill. Well, <sighs> I think part of this is maybe, and this is the thing: if we're trying to set expectations, is that is that maybe potentially part of this? Yeah. I would say expectations mixed with mindset mixed with setting yourself up for the yeah. best success. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, absolutely. Mm. And that's the thing is, is in some cases, if your expectations are not entirely grounded in reality, it may be a little, it may be a little bitter pill that you get to, <laughs> to, to choke down maybe. Yeah. So let's start off with uh, abundant versus poverty. Are you, are you going to talk about Dave Ramsey? Well, I'm going to bring that was good. Dave Ramsey. Ah. The, 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 the lottery is nothing but a stupid tax. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> nice job. Thank you. I don't think keep, keep doing that. Just the rest of the episode. <laughs> you people are stupid. No, I love Dave Ramsey actually, yeah. but, but he, he does have a hilarious attitude. Yes. I love Dave Ramsey. And he, and I heard on the new media show, he gets like 8 million downloads an episode or something wow. ridiculous. He's, he's a oh popular gosh. guy. Yeah, yeah. If you've heard his story of how he got started, uh, that was not an easy. Do- he talks about that too. Yep, I was an overnight success for ten years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bring up Dave Ramsey here in a minute, but um, okay. Well, let's so abundant versus poverty mindset. Now, I'm looking at this. We're, we're you know we're both looking at this from the, from the standpoint that this is really truly a mindset. And so, what Dave Ramsey says is that there's a difference between being broke and poor. And I love that because he's saying broke is a fact, poor is a state of mind. And so if you really have no money, then you're broke. But if you, you know, you can make ends meet, you've got money and or you really aren't doing everything you could to make money, kind of like you're lazy kind of thing, then you're just poor and you have a bad attitude. And I loved that because that has kind of changed my mentality. I'll be honest with you, man. I, I used to have that poor mentality. The poverty mentality is what I call it. Cause I was surrounded by it and it was this whole, Oh, you know, I can't, I can't go to Starbucks and you know, unless there's a buy one, get one free or, <laughs> you know, or, well, I know I'm making a hundred thousand a year, but I'm poor. I can't go out to eat or, 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 you know, I mean, e- even somebody who doesn't make a lot of money, but just, just has a bad attitude. And I, I got to tell you, man, I, I used to almost be the person that was standing there with my hand out, you know, expecting people to give things to me because, why not? Right. Yeah. It was weird. And I was like, why, why can't I have this for free? Or why won't you do that for me? Or why won't you buy coffee for me? Like it was a bad attitude. And I didn't really realize I was doing, cause I didn't grow up like that. I grew up with the, if you want something, go do it, go oh. make it happen, you know, work for it. And I, I adopted this poverty mentality because I was around people like that. And I didn't realize I was doing it until somebody came to me and said, dude, you really have a bad attitude. And 
And uh, I took a step back and was like, wow, I suck. <laughs> well, and so I've kind of changed that again. And that's the key, I think, to mindset is what you just said. You yeah. step back and you looked at yourself. And that's, I mean, to me, I grew up where nothing was free. If I wanted $2, I had to go wash the car. And, yeah. and my dad would come out and look to see if I missed any spot. And he'd nice. be like, no, you got to wash that door again. See right there if you look in the, and I was like, you got to be kidding me for two bucks. Yeah. Um, so you got to work for it. And nothing, there are no free lunches is another oh, <laughs> phrase yeah. I always heard growing up. There are no, somebody's paying for that. Totally. But you got to, you got to work to get it. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those things where it's like, you know, if I was a kid and I wanted a toy, it's like, go mow the lawn, you know, go wash the car, go down to the neighbors and knock That's on it. the doors and ask if they, you know, can mow their lawns. It was yeah. true. So, man. But, and I think that's good. I think, you know, having to work for something is a good thing because we live in that entitlement now um, more, more than ever. But I mean, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're talking more about the mindset where even with our podcasts, you even said earlier that, you know, there's this magic pill thing where we, we start a podcast and we just automatically must have listeners, right? Just because we start it means that we deserve thousands of listeners. Well, and it's in iTunes. Yeah. So... You know, and and I think it was Paul Culligan that said, "Thinking you're going to get rich and famous by being in iTunes is like saying I'm going to be rich and famous by putting your name in the phone book." Yeah, it's just like mm, pretty much. Yeah, it's like no, not not doesn't quite work that way. So having that mindset of saying, "Okay, I'm going to work my butt off at this," you know, okay, I, I've joked about this before, but in a way, I'm sort of joking. In a way, I'm sort of not because it's almost like a test. But you know, I've talked about the Tesla and how much I love that car. Mm-hmm. And I know I don't need a $100,000 car, but part of me says I'm going to get a Tesla, not because I need a $100,000 car, but to prove that it can be done and not getting in debt, you know, over a $100,000 car and having a really high car payment. I mean, going and paying cash for it, which I'm going to do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Why not? And so having the attitude of I can do it because it's an inspiration or, you know, uh, I've been how many people have we talked about this? You know, are you going to podcast movement? Usually I hear, yes, I am. Or, well, I can't afford it. That's usually the two responses I hear. And, and I've never asked this question because I feel like it could be rude, but I, I kind of want to go, can you really not afford it? Or, or you know, <laughs> like really? Because I know it's expensive. Or my question would be, if you're not going to podcast movement, what event are you going that's more related to your genre? Because you should be going out sure. shaking hands and, and, you know, yeah. it, that's the best way to connect with people is face to face, hand to hand, you know, but I, I would love to see everybody at podcast movement and, and all the other ones. But yeah, it's it's um, I think there are a lot of people that, that think we're poor. And, and we were talking before we started recording. I just did some quick math. I used to spend 40 dollars a month on Mountain Dew. Wow. And, and I replaced it with this free stuff called um, water. <laughs> And it seems That's to work awesome. fine. If I'm thirsty, I can actually get yeah. past that. So I think that goes back wow. to what you're saying, where we need to step back. We need to get the right mindset and ask ourselves, are we really, you know, doing everything we can? Yeah. You know, and, and going back to that broken poor thing, it's one thing, you know, if you're a, uh, <laughs> let's just say this. If you're a single parent, you're working 90 hours a week, you're making minimum wage, you've got 18 kids, kids to support. I mean, you're, you're work you're doing the best you can and you're a hustler and you have a great attitude and you literally don't have money then okay that's a very very true fact that's a very scenario you know and I don't want to ever look down on a scenario like that so I want to set that aside and say that's not what we're talking about here 
we're talking about, and, and I'm putting myself into this one too, because even recently it's like, you know, okay, I got to make ends meet, got to do things. You start to ask yourself, can I do that? And the first thought that has popped into my mind recently is, well, I can't afford that. And I go, whoa, can I afford that? Could I work harder? Could I do one, you know, one more thing that I haven't done yet? Let's face this, right? I don't have any sponsors for ProfitCast yet. I have one coming. I'm excited. But could I go out there and knock on doors and get a sponsor? Have I? No. Am I lazy? Yes. Should I not be lazy and should I go do this? Yes. <laughs> but I'm saying like, I have to look at it from that stance. Instead of saying I can't afford that, say, how can I afford that? How can I go make that work right now? And I think that's kind of the, uh, because if you're going to profit with your podcast in any way, shape or form, you're going to have to start adopting that attitude of how can I do this rather than I can't. It's easy sometimes to fall into a victim almost mentality mm. where you're like, well, I could, but I've got this and I've got that. And what was me? And again, if yeah. you step back, I went through at the beginning of the year and I was amazed at how many things I had signed up for. Eh, it's only $8 a month. And oh, this is $10 a month. And then, and I'm looking, I'm not using any of it. And I was like, yeah. well, there's 40, $50 that I can get back into my pocket just by canceling stuff. I'm not, you know, using, and I'm not, I, I thought I needed it, but I don't. Yeah. All sorts of ways you can, can get back and, uh, get your mindset right. You know, it's been interesting too. And I'm, I'm hesitant to even share some of this stuff just because I, I really, you know, you know, I like to be positive mm -hmm. and, uh, but it's, it's been kind of, um, overwhelming that, uh, I've, I've been surrounded by a lot of the poverty mindset lately. Um, and what I call Eorism, that's kind of my whole thing. Cause I, I don't like the negativity anymore. Like that's why I don't watch the news or read the paper or anything like that. Cause it's just all negative. But I usually still see something where either someone has joy or someone has what I call Eorism, you know, from Winnie the Pooh. Right. <laughs> it's like everything's just meh. Everything's right. blah, blah, blah. There it uh, is, bear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not going to be a good day. But, you know, I get it. Like we all have right. circumstances in our lives that suck. I get that. But really our attitudes determine how we deal with them. And we know this, right? It's, it's, this isn't review. It's just been interesting recently, you know, around the holidays and just being around family and friends and, and just kind of hearing some of the comments and just observing. Um, and it has been fascinating to hear kind of this poverty mentality about how everything's just, well, you know, I don't have that or, um, you know, well, I don't know if my cooking's any good or blah, blah, blah. You know, just constantly down. Everything's down. Everything's negative from that standpoint. And um, I was even surprised uh, about some of the responses, I mean, uh, you know, like we've thrown out some stuff for a mastermind and, you know, I, I talked to a lot of podcasters, but I was very surprised how much, uh, I'm being requested to give my time, my 20 plus years of experience, all of that for free. And, and I'm really hesitant to talk about this because I don't want to discourage anybody, but you know, this isn't something I did for free. You know, I've had to work my butt off my whole life. I've put a lot of money into it, a lot of time into it. And people want me to give it to them for free. And, and I, I got to be honest, my first response was I'm greatly insulted and disrespected by that. And I'm not going to be that way. I'm, I'm, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose not to take it that way because have I been there? Have I expected free stuff from others? Yes, I get it. But it's not cool. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Yeah, right? it's hard to pay for groceries with a smile. Yeah. And I mean, you've got a great smile. Don't get me wrong, but uh, thank you. It doesn't work that way. I, there's the old, I think it was, let's say it was Da Vinci. 
you know, was sitting down on a park bench and a woman came up and said, oh, wow, could you draw my picture? And he's like, sure. So he, he draws her and hands her the picture and is like, that's $10,000. And she's like, how can you charge me $10,000 for one picture? He's like, well, the, that picture is actually free, but the school and everything else that I paid for and yeah. the experience, that, that's the part that's not free. Yeah. yeah. And it, that's the stuff that makes it look easy that, hey, it only took you a few minutes. And it's like, well, no, actually, I, you know, troubleshot. Like if somebody asked me about an RSS feed and they're like, wow, how can I pay you X amount of money for three minutes of work? And I'm like, yeah, but it took me years to know where to go and click the right button and check the right box. So you're, you're paying for the experience, which then leads you to be a better podcaster or whatever skill you're, you're doing. Yeah. You know, it's interesting if you were to, uh, you know, sit down with somebody in person over coffee, you know, and, and you're selling them your service you're you're probably going to have some kind of a sheet that says, you know, I bring 15, 20, 25 years of experience, whatever it is, you know, here, all this training, look at all the training I've had, look at all the stuff I've done. This is what you're going to get. Now, here's what goes into this. So like you said, even though I'm, you know, doing this for you and it's this price right now and it may only take me a week to do, or it takes me an hour or whatever, here's everything that you're getting from me. Here's the, here are the conferences that I go to every year. Here's the training that I do. Here are all the things that I do so that I'm always up to date, always learning, always keeping up with the stuff so that I can pass this information on to you in one hour. Like, I love that what you just said there, because I think people forget that. Well, and and I, I get that question all the time. Well, Brian, how do I sound like you? Well, it took me 20 years. You can do it faster, but it took me 20 years, you know? Yeah. I, and if somebody came to me and said, Hey, in Libsyn, when you're putting in an RSS feed, um, this thing says subtitle. Where does that show up? And I could say, you know, go ahead and Google that in iTunes. It's it's yeah. it's not an easy answer to find. It's the short description in iTunes when you submit it to to the store. That's where it shows up. And it's really hard to find that answer. And the only way I found that answer was by doing it and, you know, noticing what I was doing and taking notes, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the little thing called experience that... Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to, uh, it's, it's not free. Well, and you and I've talked about that good, quick and cheap, you can yep. pick two thing. And I, you know, I, I love, I love bringing it up because it really applies to everything, but I still think people want good, quick and cheap all the time. Yeah. Which and is understandable. Work. Who doesn't want yeah. cheap, but it just, again, expectations maybe just need tweak just a little bit. Well, and the other thing, if we, we go back to, I, I want to make sure that people aren't thinking we're pitching the secret, right? Just by having an abundant mindset doesn't mean that it's going to happen quick no. and fast. No. But if without that, without the right mindset, you're, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you're right about that. And I, and I, and I'm glad you brought that up too, because you're right. We're not trying to to say, oh, by having an, it's, it's not the think and grow rich only thing. Right. Um, I mean, that's a great book and all, but the, the purpose behind that book is you start here and then it takes you here. Not, oh, just because I think rich means I'm going to be rich. Right. But I think that it's very much saying that with an abundant mindset, with that can do attitude, you know, you're, you're giving to others, you're abundantly growing how can I do this rather than I can't do this? You know, that kind of thing. That's what leads to getting to, towards that success, taking the right actions, making the right attitudes, uh, making the right decisions and being surrounded by the right people even. Absolutely. And, and that would be the one thing. If I could go back to when I started podcasting, 
I wish I had saved, not that I deleted it, but it's in an inbox. It's in my Gmail buried, you know, I wish I had made a special folder or a tag for any kind of positive feedback I got. So those yeah. days when you're like, hello, is, is this thing on? Is anybody listening? Yeah. Yeah. You could go back and read those because that really does boost your mindset to remember, oh yeah, right. This is impacting people and things like that. And it keeps you going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, have you, let me ask you this. So top, top podcasts, successful podcasts right now. Um, do you know of any of the top podcasters who have a poverty mindset off the top of your head? Hmm. Not that I know of. Do you? No, I can't think of any. But I was just curious because I'm thinking like, well, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm the one that brought that up. But I'm just wondering if you know of any. No, I mean, they're all, they're all hunkering down and doing their side hustles and they're just plowing ahead. And, I and they all started somewhere too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. I was just curious. I was, I, I was trying to think of one top podcaster that has a poor attitude. And I can't think of one. So, you know, let that be a lesson. Yeah. All righty. So number two, let's get into this one here. Uh, this one's very important too, because I, we, we get this question a lot um, about, you know, how do I make money with my podcast? And, you know, one way or the other, you're going to have a client of some kind. So this is not necessarily just a coaching client. You know, this could be a, a listener, right? A listener is a consumer of our content. Um, this could be a sponsor. That's going to be a client of some kind. You know, people have come to me and say, well, how do I host podcasts for companies? A client, right? So there's, it really comes down to the question is what kind of a client do you want to work with? Who do you want? Do you want a low-end client, a mid-end client, or a high-end client? But then you also have to ask this question, what kind of a client do you want to be for someone else? Because they both go hand in hand. How you treat somebody, right, is going to come back to treat you that way too, right? Isn't that the golden rule? I believe that's how that works. <laughs> Something like that. So, you know, and I think everyone's, oh, I want a high-end client. Okay, but first of all, you really need to know, like, do you really want a high-end client? Because if you really do, then you need to be a high-end kind of person, high-end client with high-end value. And uh, it can be a lot of work, can also be rewarding. But what kind of a client are you wanting to work with? And Dave, you and I had this conversation too, because I know... um we, we just talked about this and I've had interesting clients and other businesses, you know, in the past uh, where I've had the low end and then I've had the really high end clients and, you know, that kind of thing. And it's always trying to figure out how do we do this with our podcasts? Yeah, because you have to. I mean, for me, I always wanted to have the school of podcasting be super affordable and I was going to do it in volume. Yeah. And in the end, it's kind of interesting because at times I attracted people who who cleaned out the the change in their car, which I deeply appreciated to to pay for the school of podcasting, but then they didn't have any money for a microphone or hosting or you know, and so it's it's one of those things where it's like I now I'm just adding to the frustration. You know, I don't want to have somebody here's a hobby that will frustrate you because now you need to spend more money on equipment and things like that. It is it's it's something that has happened that I was like, okay, maybe trying to be, you know, the, the super affordable uh, podcast solution. In the end, I'm not doing what my ultimate goal is, which is to help people launch a successful podcast. Yeah. I got him in the door, but you know, now the tire fell off the car and I'm like, Hmm. Okay. How how about you? You said in your previous lives, you've had different clients. What kind of uh, situations did you get into? 
You know, it, it was interesting. And I, I would say that, you know, of course, this is not 100% true all the time, but I will say that it's definitely in the 90 to 95% range of, of uh, consistency here is that, you know what, I would work with uh, the clients, I'd charge them less. You know, it's weird. The, the less that I would charge for a service, the less they respected me, the more they nitpicked, the more they tried to control things and the less that they trusted my expertise. It was really, really weird. Uh, and you think it would be the opposite, but that's exactly what it was. And it was 90 to 95% of the time true. That's what happened. And then when I charged like four to five times that amount, I would get less nitpicking. In fact, usually no nitpicking. They would 100% trust me. They would basically turn over the reins to me and back off and let me do my thing because they're like, you're the expert. You know what you're doing. And um, I got more referrals, happier clients. It was the craziest thing. When I was charging low, no referrals and usually nitpicks and, and that got around versus I charged high, lots of great referrals and everyone was happy. <laughs> I'm going, huh? <laughs> but that's what I learned and I've started to learn that it's kind of that way all across the board. But I also think that here's the thing. This is why I'm saying this, because this also goes into our, our third point, which we'll talk about in a minute. But the idea that, um, and you, you can jump in on this one too, Dave, when you buy something cheap, how do you treat it versus when you buy something expensive? Oh, man. Uh, we go back. I know you're a musician, Brian. My uh, original guitar, I think I paid $50 for. Now, because it was the only guitar I had, I took good care of it. But later, when I saved up my pennies for my paper out and I spent $300 for a 16-year-old kid on a Gibson SG, man, I, I treated that thing. Nobody could touch it. You're not even yeah. – no, don't even look at it. No, no, stop <laughs> it. You know? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. You know, because that, to me, might as well have been a million dollars. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, how about you? What have, what have you purchased that's – Oh, my gosh. Well, I just know that in the past that anything I've purchased that's either been cheap, I'm like, ah, whatever. You know, just like you said, I either don't treat it respectfully. You know, I think of a pair of sunglasses, but I haven't purchased an expensive pair of sunglasses in a long time. But, you know, if you get a five, ten dollar pair of sunglasses, for example, who cares if they get dropped, broken, scratched, right? You just whatever lost. But if you go out and buy, you know, an expensive pair of sunglasses, like a two hundred dollar. I don't even know what's expensive nowadays. Um, you know, you're going to keep them in a nice case. You're going to clean them. You're going to make sure nobody touches them. You know, you've got them even like your phone, you go out and get a new iPhone or whatever. And, and you're, you know, you're, you're taking care of it. You're putting it in an otter box or something. You know what I mean? You don't want to drop it. You want to keep the screen clean and you put value into stuff that you spend more money on. At least that's been my experience, you know? And okay. So here's an example of, um, of training just recently, even because, I thought about this, um, you know, as far as like when I'm going out and expecting clients to pay me what I'm worth, how am I treating people that I've paid to be a client of theirs? And it's interesting because Internet Business Mastery, you know, I took that uh, a couple of years back and I spent a lot of money on that course, a lot. And at the time, TV talk was starting to go away. And so basically I had what was left in my savings to live on for the next few months. And I had a choice. I could either live on that savings for the next few months, or I could take that money out of savings, all that was left basically, invest it in internet business mastery with the hope, not the guarantee, but the hope that I would basically invest in my future so that I could make that money tenfold or hundredfold or whatever, right? And I decided to do that. And it hurt. I took all the money out of my savings account. I had nothing to live on after that. 
and I invested in internet business mastery so that I could make money ongoing because eventually that savings would have run out and I would have had no, no plan. Uh, versus, oh, but I, what I'll say about that, I put so much effort into that course. Yeah. I mean, blood, sweat, tears, nine hours a day, 10 hours a day, 15 hours a day. I worked so hard on that. Versus email 1K, which some of you have joined that. And I'll be honest, I don't know much about that course. I know it's a good course, but it was free. And that's why I haven't done anything with it because it was free. I have other things that I have to do first because I've paid for them, right? It's cheap or free. You don't put much effort into it. That's very true. Think about the Facebook groups. I mean, how many free Facebook groups are we really involved with versus the ones we've paid for? Yeah. I don't know. So that was my, my point is what kind of a client are you and what kind of a client do you want to be? But what kind of a client do you want to work with? Like if you want a high-end client, then yeah, you can make, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on this, Dave? Because I, I brought this up as more of a, again, it's a mindset, but people want to make money and they go, well, I'll go coach somebody for 20 bucks an hour. And I'm thinking, if that's all you're worth, I don't even want to pay that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember when I first opened the school of podcasting, I think it was five bucks. And a, a friend of mine just said, can you tell me what else you can buy on the internet for five bucks? And I went, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> so, and I was yeah. just like, again, I thought I was going to do, if I could get a hundred people to sign up, that's $500 a month. And if we could do this and that, to and yeah. so that just didn't work. And, uh, it hinders the perception. You know, you, you look like a, 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 it's like when you go to the dollar store, yeah. <laughs> you look like, and you're like everything in here is cheap and broken or something probably. So, and you know, what's funny about that is statistically, I was reading about this, the dollar store and the, the, you know, the Kmart Walmarts, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Their customers are among the most nitpicky and worst customers of any stores out there. And that's statistically proven based on some study that somebody did. And, I'll have to go find it now so I can put it in the show notes. But I, I was some ways I was really shocked. And in other ways, I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I can get that. Let me let me tell you something, Dave. I was surprised to hear what you charged, actually, uh, because I know how much experience you have. And, and I'm saying this publicly for all of our listeners. <laughs> you should charge 10 to 100 times what you charge. Well, here's the, because of who you are and what you have to offer. That's what I didn't realize. And this yeah. is where that whole the Dave Jackson thing just mm-hmm. short circuits me. Yeah. Um I, I'm it's it's hard to share this story without sounding like I'm just like look at me. But <laughs> but I I I was reaching out trying to find some new consulting clients and I I had a conversation with a woman that I really didn't know. And I was just trying to, you know, touch base and, Hey, here's what I do. Should we have a chat kind of thing? And so we actually got on the phone and she was like, kind of like, well, you're the Dave Jackson kind of thing. And I I had, it's weird when you hear it from somebody who you've never talked to. And she said, well, yeah, everybody knows about the school of podcasting and your, your reputation is like spotless. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, that's great to hear. But it's like, when you hear it from your friends, there's always that thing where you're like going, Oh, well, they're just saying it because they're nice. And so that's when I went, well, okay, apparently I am the Dave. I guess I am the Dave. I didn't know that, but I'm the Dave Jackson. So it's weird because my whole life I was just, the world does not revolve around Dave Jackson was, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that, Mm -hmm. I would be, you know, rich, but that was just something that was ingrained in me. So it's, it's, again, we go back to that mindset. So that's when I was like, okay. And if we go back to, you know, you're talking about who do you surround yourself with? Well, okay if I raise my prices, I'm going to have to have a different kind of client 
which it goes back to kind of why are you in podcasting? I think that's always a good question to ask because that plays into your mindset. And the fact that in the end, you kind of have to have a plan. And so for me, I was like, well, if I really do want to someday do this for a living, I'm not going to do it at, you know, 10 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month or whatever it is. And I've got to have, um, I have to realize again, my experience and the fact that I can go to somebody and fix your feed problem in three minutes because I've done it 8 million times. So, and that's, for me, that's a hard mindset to get over because I'm just, oh, Dave, yeah. I'm just Dave Jackson. Well, it is a confidence issue. Uh, I mean, I, I know I've struggled with confidence a lot, but also there's that, what they call the imposter syndrome, you know, which is basically a confidence thing too, right? So it's, it's, do I really know what I think I know? And am I really worth anything? You know, like, do I have knowledge that, that people actually would want and pay for? Uh, yeah. I mean, but I, I think the thing is, is every one of us has some kind of knowledge, whatever it may be that others don't have. And nobody has our life experiences except us. Right. So in many ways, we do have something to share that nobody else can share. Um, and many of us are, are, are more educated in an area than we think we are. And it's just one. Of, and I know you are. I mean, it's amazing. Um, how, I mean, I know how much you know. That's the thing. It's amazing. Well, okay, maybe I don't. But <laughs> I know a lot of what you know. Well, and, the, the- um, and it's amazing. But I, I look at that and I say, you, oh, my gosh, people are helped by you constantly. Um, but you're right. It is the confidence. And it's also, though, but I don't want to. What about the people that need help? Right. But this is tough, though. And I'm glad we're talking about this because it is tough. It's like you want to help people for free. I was just talking to my Pilates instructor about this. And he goes, I wish I could do this for free. And I said, but do you? Because if you did, nobody would value you. And two, you wouldn't be able to pay your bills. And then you wouldn't even have a studio. Right. So you'd be screwed one way or the other. And you can't pay your bills from help, free help. And it's just an unfortunate thing we have here in this world right now. We have to pay our bills. There's no way around that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, well, and another way to think about this: you invested in yourself when you a took, lot. when you took that internet business mastery class. You invested when you spent the hours and sweat in being on the radio and everything else yeah. that you've done. And people are now uh, getting access to that experience and that sweat and that knowledge. And that's, that's worth something. Yeah. So you know, my wife was, was saying that she was kind of going back mentally calculating how much that, you know, I've, I've put into what I do now. And, and she said tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap, that's a lot of money. And I didn't realize it was that much over the years though, you know? And I'm like, wow, have I made that money back? <laughs> that's the question, right? Well, but it is interesting when you start to calculate that, that's a lot of money and, and the time the time I've put in has been extreme, insane. but it's worth it. It's worth it to me because when I set out to do this, I said, I'm turning this into a full-time business. I'm going to make money doing this. I'm going to make more money than I need so that I can invest, save, and, and then eventually, yes, be able to give back in ways that are greater than what I can do right now. Um, that is my goal. I, I don't intend to do this small. This is no hobby. This is a big deal. And, but that's the attitude I have towards this. Well, and so, yeah. The beauty of, of podcasting is you attract like-minded people. Yeah. And that can be a detriment because here's the problem. If some of your best friends are Ray Ortega and Daniel J. Lewis and whoever else who know just as much as you do, <laughs> it, it seems like you don't know that much. You know what I mean? If everybody knows, it's like, well, everybody knows how to fix an RSS feed. Well, yeah, but not, not the people that need your help. 
Yeah. And that's another thing that, that can kind of hinder your, your mindset. You're like, well, doesn't everybody know this stuff? No, not everybody knows this stuff. I always use the example. I was having dinner one night and, um, I said something about Pete Best and the person I was with said, who's Pete Best? And I was like, what? Pete Best was the original drummer of the Beatles before Ringo. And I'm like, everybody knows that. And she's like, no, not everybody knows that. You're you're a weird <laughs> musical geek. Yeah. And I think we fall into that trap where we don't realize that, no, not everybody does know this stuff. Well, that's the classic internet alchemy definition is that what seems like common knowledge to us can be revelationary to someone else. Mm. It's, yeah. And that's why businesses are, you know, that's interesting that you bring that up because I've had that exact same thought. I'm like, man, I know all those guys too. And I know you. And I'm thinking, what do I have to offer anybody in the podcasting space? And that's why I've never jumped forward with anything, honestly, except hosting for other people. That's the only thing I've ever done. And, and I got to thinking about that's why I pulled up this whole mastermind idea because it's like, well, I do know performance and I do know, you know, the art of interviewing. Um, now, granted, there are others out there that like, like you guys, you guys know just as much on that too. But I thought that's something I can bring to the table. I'm not as much on the technical side. Um, and so, you know, when you're talking about RSS feeds, yeah, I could probably figure it out, but I don't want to, that's your thing. Go for it. So I'm trying to find something that's different, uh, but you're right about that. It's really hard when you are surrounded by others who do know a lot of the same stuff and you just go, well, what can I do that? And now I hear that Cliff's offering a thousand dollar a month mastermind. Wow. And I thought, well, that's worth it for what he knows. It's a lot of money, but it's worth it. You get you get in with those people too. And it's going to, you're probably going to go somewhere. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was listening to Mike Kim. He's somebody I want to bring on ProfitCast. Great guy. Very successful. And he even said himself, he's in a thousand dollar a month mastermind right now because he wants to be around people who take it seriously. And yeah, if you're putting a thousand in thousand a month into that, you're taking it seriously. Um, and he said he's getting more out of that than he's ever gotten from anything ever. And I thought, hmm. There, so there again, investing in yourself. Yeah. Oh, wait, is that number three? That is number three. Investing in yourself and into your podcast. I know you do. Yeah. I, I know I do. Yeah. I, I, if I have a problem now, I, I'm not acquiring gear anymore. I'm acquiring courses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I got to wait through Ray Edwards. Then I got to, I still need to go through Daniel J. Lewis's SEO for podcasting. And then oh, yeah. I, it's like, and I just, I, I buy them with the delusion that I have enough time to watch these things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm with you on that too i've got some some videos too that i'm going on i haven't got to. you know what's that just in time learning yes you know le learn what you need to learn right now and invest fully into it and go for it and then you know move on to the next thing when you're ready for it that's why i actually had to kind of go on that uh, podcast you know diet basically because mm -hmm. i was listening to too many podcasts and not putting enough action into it um because you know you just you learn too much and you go wait what was i supposed to do again <laughs> so Find the thing you need to work on and focus on it and master it and then move on to the next thing. Well, there's there's two things involved in the podcast. There's the gear and the person behind the mic. Yeah. And once the gear is set, you know, it's time to invest in the person. Totally. Well, I've said this too. You know, people say, well, what do I need to do to market my podcast? And I say, uh, well, let me listen to your podcast. And a lot of times I come back and I go, I don't know how to tell this person that you shouldn't market this right now. Ooh. It's not ready. And, and I don't usually tell them that because I don't know how to tell people that nicely. I, and I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, like if somebody was paying me to tell me that I would do it, you know, but for somebody who's not paying me, it's like, how do you tell somebody, you know, with all due respect, this isn't good yet. It can be your content's good. You've got the potential, but you got to work. I mean, let me face it. 
let's be honest. And I'm going to put myself in this because I, I can blast myself without feeling bad here. If I thought I was awesome behind the mic five years ago, seven years ago, I'd be an idiot. Really. And if I thought I was awesome behind the piano, you know, when I first started playing and I thought, yeah, I can get up in front of all these people and, and do this, I'd be stupid, right? I got up in front of about ten to 20,000 people, or at least it looked like it, interviewing actors, Heroes and Villains Fan Fest, interviewing these guys. It was awesome. If I had tried to do that three years ago, maybe even two years ago, I would have sucked. And I probably would have been booed off stage. Because you got to work at this kind of stuff. You can't just get up and expect to be amazing, right? So a lot of times people are go, well, all I need is marketing and I'll be successful. Or all I need is gear and I'll be successful. Yeah. And I'm like, but what's actually happening with the actual content delivery? Like you said, person behind the mic. Yeah. The, uh, uh, you know, I don't care how much icing is on a cake. If, if the cake's made out of, you know, whatever, it's not going to save it. And I'm not sure that is something I I think it's again, both sides of the story. On one hand, podcasting, you can do whatever you want. And that's true. And there are definitely best practices, but I think unfortunately that, well, I'm just doing my thing. That's fine. Do your thing. But if you then turn around and say, why isn't this working? You need to remember what you said, you know, a few minutes ago, you stood back and looked at yourself and that's hard to do. Uh, and that's where you need to get somebody who's in your niche. Don't ask your mom. Don't ask your friends. Ask yeah. somebody who's your target audience to say, hey, would you listen to this and please give me some honest, good, bad. What, tell me what you like about it. More importantly, tell me what you don't like about it and get some honest feedback. But also be ready to realize that maybe there's something. I mean, I'm you know I'm a teacher. I, I live and breathe by constant improvement. I'm always trying to improve everything I do. I think we all do. I don't think you have to be a teacher to do that. You always want to do better than you did the last time. And I'm not sure. I think sometimes we're so stuck on the, well, I'm just doing my thing that maybe we're not willing to acknowledge that maybe there is a better way to, to do something that might be a little more efficient or might have more impact. And that's my whole thing, right? I can, you know, what is it? Abraham Lincoln that said, if I had six hours to chop down a tree, I'd spend four hours sharpening my axe. Yeah. Maybe it's time to sharpen our axe because we're, we're beating on a tree with a dead axe. And it's like, eh, maybe yeah. it's time to sharpen the axe. It might, might have a better impact. And that's really what we want is to impact our audience. So, you know, even, even one of my co-hosts, Kevin Batchelder, you know, he has zero desire to ever make money podcasting, but he constantly is finding ways to improve and interact and engage with listeners even though it is just a hobby, just a hobby for him. It's a passion. It's a hobby. He has no desire to turn this into some kind of a crazy business, but he's always trying to improve. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's just, I mean, unless it's just one of those things where you're like, I don't care if anyone listens, I'm just doing this to blow steam off. Okay. But you're probably not listening to either of our podcasts if that's the case. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where you'll kind of know it when you hit it. Um, mm-hmm. I had a client that was doing a, a kind of a faith-related show, and it was about growing your church and this and that. And he was kind of like, I've, I put out a few episodes. I'm not really getting anything back. And then he put out an episode, and all of a sudden the comments just went crazy on that. I'm like, well, there you go. That's your first kind of – it's like a bobber in the water if you're if you're fishing, right? You see that bobber go down. You're like, oh, there's we got a nibble. I said, so yeah. now you're getting a better understanding of who your audience is and what they're, what they're interested in. The rest, you were just casting out your line, and you didn't get anything – 
but that's yeah. a topic that they're interested in. Now go interact with those people in your comments and step back and see what they want to hear. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. Cause I, you know, you, you and I were talking prior to, you know, doing the shows and, and you said something about that. A lot of times we as podcasters uh, don't either think we need to work on this stuff or don't want to, for whatever reason, as a teacher, what's up with that? Like, what do you, what do you think about that? How do we handle that? That's a great question. Is it that we don't want to, or that we don't need to? Boy, that's, well, that. I think we need to, I, I, I'm saying right now we all need to work on it. There is no app there. There's no way anybody could disagree with me on that. The question is, do we think we need to and, or do we want to? Boy, I think that's it. It's more fun to do what comes natural. I'll give you an example. And again, I hate to keep pulling out music stuff, but um, that's a good example. <laughs> I, I, I play by ear and nice. every time I've ever tried to, I know how to read music. Uh, I just don't do it. very. I know how to run a four minute mile. You put one foot in front of the other really, really fast. I just don't do it very well. And so when I sit down and actually I'm sitting there going ting, 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 playing this little itty bitty guitar part, when I can just pick up and shred drives me nuts. But I was trying mm. to learn how to read music so I could do it better. And so I think it's easy sometimes to just do what comes natural and what's fun. Even if it's not that, you know, th- when I would do that, I wasn't getting any further ahead with learning how to, to play, you know, by reading music. But it wasn't as fun. So I think that's some of it in a way. We just want to do what we want to do because it's fun. And, and that may be part of it. What do you think? I think that's a great point. And, and I... <laughs> That's funny because I was, I was sitting here smiling going, yeah, that's been me on the piano too, where it's like, I don't really want to learn this classical piece, even though I know it's going to challenge me and it's going to grow my skills. I just want to play something that's easy because it's, it's fun. It's easy and, and I don't have to work at it and it's not challenging and it's relaxing, right? Well, it's the same with podcasting. I, I'm so with you. I, I'm so glad you brought this up really because then, then the question I'm going to ask you is this. Yes, we need to have the time for fun. Yes, we need to have the time to do that, you know, that thing that is relaxing and it's easy or whatever. But do you think that we're going to actually get more listeners, grow our podcasts, make money and profit with our podcasts by only doing what is fun and easy? Oh, absolutely not. When you start to sit back and look, uh, for one of the things I love to do is listen to a show from like two years ago because it's a completely mm-hmm. fresh set of ears. And I'll be like, oh, what was I thinking there? And what was this and that? And I started a podcast a couple years ago called the Podcast Review Show. It's just a way to, because people would ask me to review their show yeah. and I'd spend three hours doing it for free. And it was like, Hmm, that's not going to work. And I was lucky enough at podcast movement to uh, run into a guy named Eric K. Johnson, who's been a talent coach in the radio years for in radio industry for like 20 or 30 years. He's brilliant. Yeah. He has all yeah. these top rated stations. And just by being around that guy, I was thinking about my show in a completely different way. Now it didn't change my show. It's not like some new, like completely, you know, changed it, but it just made me think about being a little more to the point or how things flowed or maybe having a a theme that fit better with different topics. And just by doing that, instead of just winging it and being funny or whatever it is I do, but actually taking some time to think about whom, you know what, that might connect better. And it's amazing that every time I really do that, it always comes up and People are like, wow, you've been on fire lately. I'll hear that on occasion. Or, wow, that was a really good show. Or, wow, that that really made me think, which is what I'm always trying to do. I'm trying to impact people. 
And so, yeah, it's so worth it to sit back and and get an honest opinion and then be willing to do something with the feedback as long as it doesn't completely help you, like make you lose focus of what you're trying to do with your show. Yeah. Like somebody's going to say, well, Dave, I know you do the school of podcasting, but what you should really be talking about is knitting. No. <laughs> but if somebody says, you know, you should be doing this, or I don't know if you realize this, but when you said this, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, anything like that to make it better, I'm all about that. Yeah, I think that goes into, uh, you know, performance, delivery, but also yep. that goes into content. You know, I, I get thinking about if I'm not investing in myself, I have no content, really, because, I mean, this show's about how do you profit with your podcast. And so part of it's experimentation, part of it's trial and error, part of it's, I guess that kind of goes hand in hand. But anyway, part of it's learning and, and figuring out what the best methods are, working smarter, that kind of thing. But if I'm not investing and in learning that, I've got nothing to tell you, in yeah. which case this podcast is useless. So, yeah, and, I, and it's not just mine. It's everybody, everybody has content. I mean, I was just talking to a guy who just started a Star Wars podcast. Well, there's a lot of content for Star Wars, but eventually you're going to have to start rocking the research, you know, because, well, once the movie's excitement wears off, now what? Yeah. What, what are you going to talk about? Next? So you're always investing, you know, in your, in your, in yourself, in your content, in your podcast, in your performance. And I've always said this too. Are you likable? Because... I've heard people talk, not on podcasts, but, uh, you know, completely separate from podcasting in an actual, you know, group setting. We're hanging out and, and this guy would start talking and I was seriously falling asleep because he was the driest, most monotone person I've ever heard mm-hmm. in my life. And it took him, you know, he had to process. He's a processor. So it took seconds, which is an eternity for some of us. It took seconds for him to come up with the next word to say. Wow. And you're just like, oh my gosh, this is brain damage. Like I'm, I'm losing it. <laughs> so if you're going to be a podcaster, remember who you're doing. You got to be able to entertain people and they got to like hearing you and they got to like being around you and they got to like your personality and, uh, and that kind of thing or else, uh, and, you know, it is what it is. I mean, eventually, like you said, you, you attract those that you're like for the most part. Well, and, and even somebody like that, you have to start your podcast to get better at that, but realize if I'm a walking Paul Harvey, right? The old guy from the radio that would oh, yeah. just pause Paul Harvey and yeah, bait yeah, do. Today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that person that, that doesn't have the delivery, you know, by yeah. all means, if you want to start a podcast, that's fine, but realize you need a little work. Sure. So, yeah, you know, and and I'm I'm glad you keep I'm glad you and I get to talk about this too, but I'm I'm glad you keep bringing up the musician thing because it really there are so many similarities to podcasting and being a musician because it's still an art form. Mm-hmm. You know, with music, if you're a songwriter, you're still telling a story. If you're a podcaster, you're telling a story. If you are even just an instrumentalist like I am, like I don't write lyrics, I just compose the music, you're still telling a story through the music. And if you're not doing that, nobody likes it. And so, yeah, I I find a lot of similarities into it. And if we don't know how to tell stories or we don't know how to get stories out of the people we interview or whatever the case is that we're doing, I mean, let's face it. It's either education or entertainment is what people primarily put their money into. And when you can do them both at the same time, you have a gold mine. Oh, man. Well, and I think, you know, you need to pick one or the other too, because I think a lot of, a lot of the business podcasts, there's the expectation that, you know, if you don't have the top five steps to whatever, then, you know, you suck. Right. I think there, there is that expectation. And I've even gotten comments like that too. It's like, well, Brian, 
you know, you're just talking at us, but you're not giving us five steps. And I'm like, because that's not my style. I'm not the five step podcaster. Well, that's awesome. You're being, and that's you. okay. Yeah. 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 Anyway. All right. Well, what's the takeaway? What are we going to do with all this? What's the point? Well, I guess to start off, right. We, what the first thing we're talking about, it's your mindset. Mm-hmm. If you keep telling yourself, ah, I can't do it. I don't know if I could do that. Ah, I can't do it. That's got to be step one. You got to get the the ability that you can do it. I have, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've had people that have contacted me say, oh, I'm I'm not a geek. I can't do that. And I explained to them that, hey, have you ever uploaded a, a picture to Facebook? And they go, well, yeah, I do it every day. And I'm like, okay, well, then you can upload a file to, you know, Libsyn or whoever. I mean, yeah. you, you already have the skill. It's that mentality that uh, gets us in the way. You know, it's funny. I, I like what you said there about I can't do it or whatever or I can't afford it, or whatever the case is. Uh, there was a guy that told me many, 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 many years ago, and I said that. I said, I can't do it. And he said, oh, you can do it. And he goes, and you will. I believe in you. And you want to know what? Like, my mind went from that, oh, I'm not going to be able to do it, to he's right. I can, and I will, and I'm going to go do it. And I did. It was the weirdest thing. And it was tough. But it, sometimes you just need somebody to say, you can do it, and you will do it. Yeah. Even if I want to go out and buy a Tesla. Well, is it, do I need it? No, no, I don't. And, and maybe I choose not to do it someday because that's just a lot of money for a car that I may not need, you know, but regardless of whether it's a Tesla or something else, or you want to profit with your podcast or you want to start a podcast, I, both of us are going to say you can, and you will just have to choose the right mindset. I'm going to share another story that I thought was interesting because you, you said something about, we're trying to be positive about this. And, uh, this is definitely less positive for both of us. I know that um, <laughs> this is one of those heavier topics, I think, because both of us are usually like, woo, you know, and everyone's like, oh, I just love you guys, man. I just, oh, I get so encouraged and I just, oh, I, I, you know, most people drive, you know, 15, 20 miles over the speed limit when they're listening to us from what I hear. <laughs> cops, cops love us. Yeah, they love absolutely. our show, man. They get so much money from us. Keeping their quota up. Oh man. But I will say this, that, that you're right. This is, this is a tougher topic today. And this is why it took me the third now and you three recordings and the Dave Jackson <laughs> to actually get this out in a way that I think is now releasable. I hope, <laughs> but, but it's funny because my wife and I are watching the TV show limitless. And if you've seen the movie limitless, it's, you know, a continuation of that story. It's a phenomenal show. So impressed by it, but it's very jovial. A lot of times there's a lot of humor. There's a lot of uh, uplifting kind of fun stuff in it. It's very creative, but then there was one episode that was very dark and kind of heavy, and and even my wife was like, wow, that was a tough episode, and I said, yeah, but it showed the reality of what's going on, and and you needed that. It's almost like you needed that tension in order to provide the resolve that the story is going to continue to give, and I feel like this episode in some ways is finally bringing up the tension that's going on in podcasting because you and I both have been very troubled by some of the stuff we've seen and heard recently about the attitudes, about the, you know, people wanting to make money, but not, you know, valuing themselves enough uh, about the investment in ourselves and in our podcasts and, and not doing it, you know, and expecting things for nothing and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, as much as I want to encourage everybody and as much as I want to just say, you guys rock because you do, sometimes you got to just wake everyone up and say, okay, take a step back and look at really what's going on here and, and how we're treating ourselves and how we're treating others and what our attitudes are and are we investing and blah, 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 blah. If we don't take a step back once in a while and address these issues, they're going to creep in and they're going to kill us and they're going to kill our podcasts. 
period. Absolutely. Amen, brother. Preach on. <laughs> this is not like me, man. <laughs> like, woo. Okay. All right. So yeah, we, we got to have that abundant mindset. We got to determine what kind of a client avatar that uh, we want to work with and that we also want to be, which I think is very important. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one thing I'm going to say really quickly, and I'm going to say this one to you too, Mr. Jackson. Yes. And, but this is not just to you. This is to, to others. You know stuff. All right. You've got mad skills. You are worth it. Stop selling yourself short. Be confident. I'm telling myself this too, but I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this. And I'm it, telling anyone listening this. It is true. We, we all sell ourselves short and we knew in it's totally, we just got to quit doing it. Yeah. I've been doing it recently too. And I find myself wanting to compromise and, and then like logic kicks in and goes, dude, Brian, you will no longer be the real Brian if you do that. <laughs> and then I come back to reality. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All righty. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, thank you, my friend. I hope this was uh, helpful. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm laughing. Should we let the audience know what we said before we actually started recording? Yes. Let's keep this short and sustained. <laughs> <laughs> and succinct. Was, succinct. I was like, eh, eh, we tried. We really did. We have notes in front of us. I hope 90 to 95% of you contact us and say, thank you. This actually helped. And, and don't hurt us. Don't throw <laughs> things at us. Well, Brian, where can people find you? ProfitCastUniverse.com. Everything is there. I'd love to connect with you on Twitter or anywhere else. And yeah, what about you? Uh, SchoolOfPodcasting.com, my friend. Awesome. Yeah, get in touch with us. Let us know what you think of this episode. And, uh, you know, I always say this on ProfitCast. Keep it respectful and productive because we are here to encourage and help each other. And if there's something in here that you disagree with, we'd love to hear that. But don't bash us because we're trying to help you. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm all I'm up for <laughs> constructive feedback and you know, don't just totally. say I disagree with you, explain why, and I'm not going to yeah. bash you back. I want to know your opinion. Yeah, cuz we can learn from you. Absolutely. There might be something that I went, "Ooh, I never thought of it that way." Totally. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate your time. This was fun doing this. Next time we do a crossover, we're going to be like really crazy positive and funny. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll talk about like, I don't know, butterflies and rainbows or and no. pup and puppies. No. Puppies, yeah, yeah, and ice cream and uh, I'm going to go now. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining me, Dave. Thank you, man. There he is, the real Brian, and uh, a little behind the scenes of of our own insecurities and the way that in some cases maybe we don't value ourselves. So we kind of peeled back the curtain a little bit. I realize we're running a little long. So I just want to let you know that, uh, hey, if you're thinking of joining the School of Podcasting, you want to do it like now. Because come the end of January, I'm going to close the School of Podcasting. I'm going to go. I'm going through it right now, but it will reopen uh, later in February uh, at a new rate, a more expensive rate. Speaking of vowing, valuing yourself. So if you've ever thought of joining, now is the time to do it. Hurry because the price is going up. So thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the School of Podcasting's morning announcements. Until then, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless.